0: So I'm going to DM Elizabeth McCracken her first tweet, and we're going to get into it. Strap in. Here we go. On June 27th, 2019, Elizabeth McCracken tweeted, At my mother's estate sale yesterday, a woman said, looking at a pile of books, Well, somebody likes Elizabeth McCracken. And that got 6,566 replies, 383 retweets, and 5,246 likes.
1: And that's, that's one of those tweets that people still bring up to me every now and then. Oh, really? We have to say, it did not occur to me like that was, it was absolutely factually true. There's this stack of my books on the kitchen island. And I did introduce myself right afterwards. Sure. And, you know, I, I, have, a, I have a book coming out. In October, it's called the hero of this book. This week, I'm describing it as that it's sort of a novel about memoir, and I've never written anything like it, um, and I'm certain won't ever again. And uh, and it's about a mother and daughter.
0: Did I read a tweet? I think just recently where you said uh, you referred to it, perhaps maybe as unfiction.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm not. I'm not sure what it means. Though I will say that this book is closer to my Twitter feed than any fiction. I have or will will ever write. The dedication is a photograph of a book because I got a message from a woman on Instagram saying, "Is this book yours? I found it on a shelf of books at a hotel and I took it because I liked the title which and it was my first book Here's your hat, what's your hurry?" and it turned out to be my mother's copy. Um, And it says, it's dedicated to my mother. And it says, I'll never stop mining your um, life for fiction, but I'll never put you in as a character because I can't remember what I said. You're amazing. Specifically to my mother, not my parents. And it was for Mother's Day. And it might might have been the first book I ever signed to anybody. And she mailed it. I said, oh my gosh, I would love that. It it would have gone would have been dispersed in the estate sale yeah um and uh, and somehow i hadn't seen it in the house my brother hadn't seen it in the house um and she mailed it back to me and so that's the the dedication to the book is just the picture
0: that's just the most amazing and uh, sort of bless that woman for for reaching out like that
1: it was so nice and i said you know what can i do i'll pay for shipping she said absolutely not i said i'll Donate to your, the charity of your choice. And she said, no, I'm just happy to have been able to do this.
0: On December 11th, 2021, Elizabeth McCracken tweeted, The funniest running joke of the pandemic is that the cat, who knows she's allowed in the backyard when we have a cocktail, comes running every time she hears the ice maker discharge. And that got 21 replies, 46 retweets, and 742 likes.
1: At some point, I need to uh, take a little movie of it, of her rushing from the other room, meowing loudly. As the ice goes into the cocktail shaker. You know, sometimes my daughter is just, you know, putting ice in a glass and the cat comes in, running in and begins to meow hysterically at the backyard. She's not an outdoor cat, except for under those circumstances. For a while, you must have had um, particular rituals of the pandemic. We don't do this anymore, but for a while, We would religiously have a cocktail in the backyard on Friday and Saturday.
0: I had a Welsh Terrier in Austin. He was like super athletic and he sort of liked to fight. So he would leap to the top of a a big like seven foot fence and look, put all his paws on the top of the fence, look back at us. We'd call out to him, Rudy, and he'd push off and he'd come back like a day later, just all sort of cut up, but like clearly in a good mood. He'd been fighting with these dogs. Wow. Yeah,
1: that feels very old Austin. Doesn't like, it? I feel like that yeah. That couldn't possibly happen now.
0: We lived on Down Street. And I mean, I remember that era. Like, I think we were both children in the 70s. And it's like, I can remember walking home. You know, we didn't have a lot of money. I remember walking home. I think I had like these green stamp books that I'd filled up so I could buy something at the store. And I was walking home. And this truck pulls up and this guy leans over and he's like, where are you headed? You need a ride? And I was like, no. And I instantly knew this guy is terrible. And, you know, in the 70s, there was just like this menace that was out there. We didn't have the Internet really to keep track of that stuff.
1: I certainly, I do have a memory of a guy offering me a ride and me having that like, no, (laughs) (laughs) you. And he was actually somebody who I knew from around the neighborhood. It creeped me out. I do sometimes, you know, I've got a 13 year old and a 14 year old. The thing that seems a shame is that for the most part, I know where they are 24 hours a day. And there were, you know, hours and hours where my parents couldn't have said where I was when I was a kid.
0: Absolutely. Like you come home way after dusk and almost you didn't know where you had been
1: everything has been seriously interfered with with the um pandemic my kids who were not a bad age for it they were 12 and 11 amazingly when i think about that when it started
0: that's incredible
1: gus turned 13 uh in may of 2020 but it's the age where you you should be you know ranging further and further from your parents we try to to let them go off places. We went to England for the summer of 2021. It, when we've been in those places, we've sent them off, particularly guess who's a little older, to go around cities. We were in Boston as well before the, the rise of Omicron and just sent him out to wander in historic graveyards a little bit.
0: July 12th, 2013, Elizabeth McCracken tweeted, I have read enough Greek myths lately to know that a man who fears tampons and bans tampons will eventually be killed by a tampon. And that got 39 replies, 461 retweets, and 851 likes.
1: They were arguing an abortion rights bill. I think it was the same time that Wendy Davis Filibustered Wendy Davis is a, is a state senator who's run for, for governor as well as an amazing progressive politician,
0: like in the mold of uh, Ann Richards.
1: Yeah, she's great. She's so she was filibustering a restrictive women's reproductive rights bill and. They heard a rumor at the Texas State Capitol. I should look this up because I might be getting it wrong, that women were going to bring feminine hygiene products. Oh, or, or no, that they had, yes, that they, they had heard that the, and that they were going to throw them on the floor of the Senate chambers. But somebody, I guess the Speaker of the House at the time, then tried to ban feminine hygiene products.
0: Oh, Wow. So you've really witnessed some wackadoodle stuff. I mean, because, you know, I grew up in Austin and it's like nonstop cuckoo. I mean, let's never forget that that it gave us George W. with the anti-abortion law.
1: It's crazy. I mean, not only because it is, it effectively bans abortion, but also because of this really weird aspect to it in which it says that private citizens... Can sue other people for that's that's its enforcement. It feels like these people are like holding up this weird ideal in which all pregnancies are healthy and every child will end up being wanted in some way, um, and that magically buckets of money appear. Um, I mean, I just keep thinking you could in this country. You could ruin somebody's life in terms of medical bills by forcing them right. to have a pregnancy.
0: More Twitterverse after the break. Back to Twitterverse. I'm going to DM another tweet. On January 3rd, 2022, Elizabeth McCracken tweeted, I am traveling from Provincetown to Austin with a salami in my pocket. And that got 34 replies, 7 retweets, and 176 likes.
1: I have this very strong feeling that I, I never, I can never lie on Twitter. It's a realm of nonfiction.
0: I think that's why I really loved reading your tweets over these last couple of weeks because. To me, they're like these little pieces of art that are nonfiction, and you really do get this astonishing literary portrait of you, and strong sense of your spirit, and like the texture of your mind, if it's okay to say that. I hope so. But anyway, uh, I really did. It was just in it was like a pleasure reading your tweets in the same way that I would have. The pleasure of reading a book that i love
1: and i love your tweets and i i was thinking this morning um before i was i was swimming at barton springs there's something very consoling about your your various sort of calls into the wilderness tweets about does anybody know what the fuck is going on (laughs) and
0: I love hapless anarchy. I actually feel like you and I have a lot of similarities in the way that we kind of think and and look at stuff.
1: When something acutely embarrassing happens to me, Mm -hmm. my impulse is to put it on Twitter. Any dumb thing. Yeah, I want to put it on Twitter. Like if I can make a public joke.
0: I completely concur. I mean, I never in any tweet, I don't want to be coming out ahead. I always want to be in the, you know thralls of uh, hapless anarchy you do think about
1: things the same way <laughs> that's exactly how i feel i don't want to come out ahead on anything no.
0: So this next tweet from elizabeth mccracken is about barton springs the natural spring swimming hole in austin texas where i grew up so i used to go swimming there as a little boy and then when i was in college at ut austin really late at night after we'd been drinking and maybe doing some other things we would all hop the fence and go skinny dipping in barton springs anyway If you don't know about it, look it up, because it's one of the best places in America. And Elizabeth McCracken has forged a kind of iconic tweet genre, which she refers to as Barton Springs updates, because she goes swimming there every morning, early in the morning, and her tweets about Barton Springs are always so... Beautiful, lovely, funny, weird. I think one time she got attacked by like a goose there or something. I can't recall precisely. Um, In any event, the tweet I'm about to read is one of Elizabeth McCracken's Barton Springs update tweets. Here we go. December 10th, 2021, Elizabeth McCracken tweeted... Early morning Barton Springs swim report. Falling leaves on the pool surface make small, dark, dense bodies that bite and disperse as I swim through them. As we all know, all water is haunted.
1: Yeah, I can't remember when I started um, tweeting about um, swimming every morning. And bluntly, one of the reasons I do is just that I can... Imp- especially when it's very cold so i can impress people my I, my athletic abilities are i am insulated and i am buoyant yeah uh, that's that's what i that's what i got so i like to impress people
0: it's super impressive
1: yeah i bargain springs has held me together the, during the pandemic um it's been very complicatedly important to me for a lot of because it's it's always exactly the same you know it's always 68 degrees but it's also always completely different Mm -hmm. very comforting
0: how so uh because of the foliage surrounding it or because like the the water have the visibility or
1: yeah it's all of those things sometimes i i don't understand how how it works but for instance i was there this morning and it was 38 out so really cold and yet there was no mist coming off the water at all and Mm. sometimes It's full of mist and sometimes it's overcast. There are different animals that are there. I met a possum. I often see raccoons. There are Mm -hmm. cormorants. There are herons that are really beautiful that swim Mm.
0: overhead. Borton Springs is like a really like a profound place. Are you starting your day like that? Are you hitting it like 435? I'm just curious. Is that like a way you sort of power up for the day and then come back into your writing?
1: Yeah, I, I. I'm generally there by about 5.30. Sometimes I get there as late as 6. And in the wintertime, for a while, my swims were entirely in the dark. Wow. And, you know, I'm by myself. The other really weird thing about Barton Springs at that hour is that sometimes I know that there's somebody else in the pool. And sometimes I just see somebody's bag. It's so big, you can't hear somebody swimming. In the dark, you can't, because it's not illuminated. You don't see people till they get closer which makes it feel very mysterious and you know frankly there's something about clarity and things that are obscure and become clearer um that I think about just about every time I swim and this morning because the days are getting longer I was there through sunrise and it was it's it's so beautiful
0: I so admire you for like b- plugging into that and then just making it uh, sounds like it's a central piece of your existence. Are you thinking about your fiction explicitly or stuff that you're writing, or are you just kind of uh, existing in that mind state or charging up the mind?
1: I'm always thinking about something, which is why I sort of like it. Um, and sometimes I'm thinking about fiction and sometimes I'm just thinking about whatever tasks I have for the day. I swim very, very, very slowly. And part of it is, is because if I swim faster, then all I'll be thinking is I'm swimming, I'm swimming. I'm swimming. <laughs> I swim very slowly. My brain can go wherever it wants to. And um, and it does, it does feel, it hasn't stopped feeling profound to me. Yeah. It hasn't stopped feeling mysterious. And again, not to, not to over compare it to a novel, But I always, when when I have students who are like wondering about writing novels um, and trying to think of an idea for novels, and I said, oh, you'll know a novel idea um, when it comes upon you because it will be like a character in situations that you're not sure you can get to the bottom of. I feel at Barton Springs like I haven't gotten to the bottom of it yet.